Once again, this is Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Just want to introduce you guys to um, how to be successful at the Barber College, how to choose a Barber College. Check it out, Crown Cuts Academy Live. Once again, getting it. Read and love the Johnson City way. Back at you again with Crown Cuts Academy, Barber College success. Spread and love the JC way. Today we have some heavy hitters in the room. We have Dr. Hicks and Dr. Austin and the great Julia. Spread and love again, the JC way. That's how we do it. Today we, our topic basically is about higher education and talking about the transition from high school to college. What makes a successful student? Um, because there's a lot of misconceptions and I feel if students can hear something like this or their parents, they can they can have some advice or someone, a go-to something to understand that higher education, you have to take it serious because there are a lot of students who drop out, who get frustrated um, or something might come up and they feel the need to just give up. But um, like the quote, was, what was the quote this morning, Julia? Take a break. If you take a break, learn to rest and take a break or don't uh, quit. Don't quit. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves and talk about themselves and where they're at right now in their careers and what, what they're doing. Um, and then we're going to dive deep into the topic. Again, this is always fun for me. I hope it's going to be fun for you guys. Again, we have some heavy hitters. Some, they call themselves um, Fife and Q-Tip. That's what they were talking about earlier. That's a reference to Tribe Call Quest, most people. hope you guys... Jeff, you can laugh. It's okay, Jeff. <laughs> let it out. <laughs> Oh, Jeff said he's five. <laughs> Terrence said he's Q-tip. So I'm let them let these guys introduce themselves and we go to the topic. First of all, I'm to my right. Go ahead, Doc. Um, good morning. Or good afternoon. Yeah, good morning. My name is um Terrence Hicks, and I'm a professor at East Tennessee State University. Good morning, uh, Jeffrey Austin, Dr. Jeffrey Austin, uh, Director of University Career Services at East Tennessee State University. And we have a trusted student. Intern Julia, she's the best. She does all, all our marketing, all our social media, all the bright things you see happening, all those quotes, everything that goes on there. She, she posts them. She's great. Great. I hit her up. Um, I'll start with you, Doctor Austin. What, 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 what is your feeling about the higher education? What do you? Where, where is it right now in, in your eyes, with all this going on? Um, I think in, in general, higher education. Um, it depends on how how you look at it. So there are a number of different pathways that people can take, but um, I'll just really talk from a lens where it is education post um, high school. And so I definitely think that there is um, a lot of opportunity is growing and it's growing into a lot of different ways. So there's the technical um, side, like technical community college, where people are able to go directly into those types of um, programs, there's the traditional college, but then also there's the online distance learning and stuff. So it's so many different arenas or so many different avenues today that people can can do and take part of. Several different um, vehicles. Absolutely. So I, I think there is <clears throat> there's definitely growth around, around uh, higher education, and I think we're going to see more um, avenues of growth. So it's going to go beyond you know, just the traditional realm. I mean, it's going to go into apprenticeships and other means as well, but it's definitely going to be growing. And I think the labor force will, is going to reflect that because it's going to require um, people to have some sort of skill set. 
Um, and letting you guys know, these two guys are two of my favorite people, two of my best friends on in, in East Tennessee. I get plenty knowledge from them both ways. It's just a great time every time I meet these guys. So I'll let you know, these guys are a plethora of knowledge. I hope you guys can feed in on this and listen to this 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 podcast. Um, take your time and check it out because there's going to be plenty of information given. And I'll go to um, Dr. Hicks. Dr. Hicks, what do you think uh, secondary higher education is right now? What do you what, what are your views? Um, right now, I, I think it's kind of struggling with the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. COVID-19. But I, I think once we get through um, that particular process, um, I think it could increase um, as, as far as enrollment, especially online. Um, I think the pandemic has opened eyes among universities and, and colleges in K-12 that online is a way to to go, um, the, one of the ways that you can go to, to deliver instruction. Um, so the pandemic, I think we have to get through that first, and then um, in the future, uh, I think you will see more online programs across the board in K-12 and also in the community colleges and university settings. Post-secondary. Yes. <clears throat> I think that's important um, to realize that education is a platform that we can get in several different ways. We can go to college. We can go to um, trade schools. We can go to, um, help me out, help me out, you guys, trade schools, college, um, junior colleges. Yeah, certificate programs. Um, you know, those are opportunities where a pe- person may just only have to do four additional credit certifications, um, so you yeah, had a number of different options that are available post uh, post high school graduation. And even there's some things now on. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Udemy. Um, there's an app where you can just go online and buy educational course to learn something for about I think it's a three month course. Um, so several different platforms, but mm-hmm. all those platforms lead to, to one thing. I think there's a way to get through those platforms because you have to have some type of you have to have some type of some discipline. You have to have some type of structure you have to have some type of know-how to get through those programs so today on this program on barber college success um we're going to talk about what does it what does it take to be a successful student what do you have to do what motivates you what 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 should you have a mentor should you what what does it take what do you need to get through some of these things some of these obstacles especially with COVID-19 we have to have some type of know-how something to get through what we because everybody wants in life, it's plus and minus, is bottom line. And to get pluses, you have to do certain things. And there's one way to get through pluses, educate yourself. Because we we all realize education changes situation. Um, Dr. Hicks, elaborate on that a little bit. Um, yes, I, I guess what motivated me, I'm going to stop there. Uh, really, my, acad- my academic motivation and success stems from a, um, a school lockout uh, that happened in the county that I grew up in. Um, I'm a native of Virginia and a direct descendant of a Prince Edward County, 1959-64 school lockup. So what did that mean? That mean that my parents were among 1,700 African Americans who were forced to cope with the absence of um, public schooling wow. in Prince Edward County. Um, so that effort led to Davis versus um, Prince Edward County School Board and then eventually led to one of the cases in Brown versus Board of Education. So if you look back at that particular case, that was the motivational key it, for me in, in my life, it, it wasn't better than you. You, you. you seen that? Hey, I need to for myself to get ahead. I need to follow some type of platform, some type of formula to get ahead. Because if you don't follow those platforms and use things that happen around you in your life, right. you might not be where you are today. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Um, in a recent book, in Black Men in the Academy, um, 
Um, I use the method of autoethnography to talk about um, my achievements and success um, around the direct descendant of a school lockout. And what I found out in that particular um, write-up that there was a lot of academic success that stemmed from my motivation from the school lockout. Um, for an example, when I was in elementary, middle school, um, in high school, um, and I kind of reflect back on those particular things, um, I had perfect attendance wow. in elementary and middle school. Um, I had a passion for reading at an early age. Um, as a second grader, my IQ was a 121, wow. which is considered superior at that particular level. Um, I published my first piece of work in the sixth grade, and I took rigorous courses like trigonometry and calculus. So, so that's, all of those things early on. And, and that's a testament to your parents' structure because all those attributes are things that make what we're getting ready to talk about today a successful student. It's, it starts, you have to have some a ripple. A ripple meaning someone had to ripple your parents and your parents ripple that to you. Um, Dr. Austin, elaborate and give... Um, some some juice on this? Yeah. So uh, I, I think for me, it stems from community. Um, so when I look at where I grew up in North Carolina, uh, rural North Carolina, just uh, northeast of uh, Raleigh. And when I look at my community, um, my neighbor across the street was the school secretary. Wow. My neighbor on the other side of the street worked in the school cafeteria. Mm. People who went to my church worked at the school that I went to. So there was no, um, I had to do well, my sister, family, et cetera, because as soon as we didn't, and these people went to church and community with my family. So if, as soon as I stepped out of line, my dad was getting a call. And right. In my household, the last thing you wanted was to somebody, for someone to be calling your parent and saying, by far, you know, like, oh, what Jeffrey done did or whatever, what have you done outside? So there was that whole thing of community, but also, um, it gave me something to look forward to. And what I mean by that is I saw the older kids. Right. I saw what they were doing. So in the summertime, you know, we, at that time, I picked cucumbers, I primed tobacco. Mm. That's what we did in the summer up until we got ready. Oh, well, that's what we did in the summer to make money. And I noticed that at about 14, 15, older kids stopped coming. Wow. And I was like, why, why do you not come? Like, where are they going? Why, are, why, why aren't they here with us? And I found out they were in a program called Upward Bound, which uh, is a yep. trio program, Across, um, great early program. access, yep. et cetera. And I was like, well, I don't want to spend my summers out here. I want to spend my summers. Like, so as soon as uh. I became of age, um, I, was, I was able to get into that program. So I say, I say that all to say that community was a big driver in the, in my success because of what was instilled in me, what I didn't have, I, the opportunity to, to not go outside the lines and at the same time to be exposed or have the social capital to to be able to see this is something that I can take a part of. Um, and that attributed to my early my early success. And, and so some of the things I'm getting here from you guys starting early is a support system, thinking outside the box. Absolutely. Getting exposure. Those things are valuable. When you have a support system, you can go a long way. And a support system is the reason I'm here. I have some great family, a great family infrastructure for myself. Um, and my family was brought up in a lot of love. And once you have that, everything kind of goes in place with each other. It's kind of like a like we talked about last week, like the, the link on that chain that makes the bike goes. When the link is synchronized, everything is going to go as planned. Um, sometimes there'll be some bumps in the road, mm -hmm. but hey, that's, that's that's life. That's what we call life. And we adjust 
we get up and we move. So talk about that support system, Terrence. What? Yeah, one of the things that I uh, was going to mention um, to me was three determining factors uh, uh-huh. uh, that contribute to um, being successful for me. Um, like I mentioned, I grew up in Prince Edward County, Virginia, but I knew once I graduated from um, college, I went to Virginia State University, um, I had to relocate from that particular county because to me it wasn't no professional growth opportunities for African-American males. Um, and once I moved away, exposure, like you mentioned earlier, uh, was a key factor. I had to be surrounded by professors and other researchers um, to to become successful. Being in a positive environment, right, right. being a conducive environment for growth, those things are important. Right, and then mentor. Yes. Um, mentoring is another key factor. I had to around, surround myself with other professors or other researchers who were doing and had similar dreams and aspirations um, as as I did. Um, so moving, again, moving away and relocating, um, exposing myself to other professors and researchers, and then um, having a mentor early on in, in, in my life. Those, made a great those are, like we call, we've been going through this pandemic, and we hear the word essential. And essential <laughs> is not just for the pandemic. Essential is for almost everything that we do in our daily lives. And that is essential. What you're talking about, Dr. Hicks, that's really essential. Having that support system, having mentors, going to the level that's going to put you in the position that you are. Um, Jeff, um, talk about the, a support system. What does the support system do for an individual? Um, you know, it, it, it can really challenge you. Um, and it sets up a boundary uh, or it can be a, um, a check-in, a boundary system that you can feel safe in. That, you know, people can challenge you. Hold you accountable. Absolutely. Accountability is a big piece of it. Um, And I would say for me, you know, that I have it now, you know, within my circle of friends. You know, we we have that community where we're able to talk about things and they can challenge me. I can do vice versa and know that it is healthy. But I would say back then, um, you know, really it was about the community, my community. A lot of it was my church. Um, the people who worked in it. So for example, um, you know, one of the deacons was a school teacher who later became a principal or whatever. And, and it was his modeling. And when I say his modeling being how he carried himself, uh, I knew he had gone to college and pledged a fraternity or whatever. So I saw that image and I was like, I want to, he laid the ground. I want to be you. like that. He, 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 he painted a picture. He, he gave you an illustration Absolutely. of what it needs to be how to be successful, where you need to be and where you're going. What do you need to do? Correct. And and thankfully, you know, around me again, you know, I had community, but when I look at that community, well, pretty much everybody on my street, that's what we did. We went to college, but it was through these other access points. And so I could look at and say, oh, I want to be like him or I want to be like her. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to. So I had the example, Uh, but I would say one of the key things for me, um, was I attended a historical black college and university uh, prior to attending Winston-Salem State University, where I grew up. Yeah, there were a lot of African-Americans, but I was always one of the few, if not the only um, person of color in my classes. Mm. So when I got a chance to go to Winston-Salem State University, I found other African-Americans who were just as smart as me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the only one anymore. That challenge. And that was very, <laughs> very pivotal very pivotal because now I even had a greater community because before in high school, it was just, oh, it was just always me or maybe one other person. Now 
that is multiplied. And now I'm going to school and seeing all these people that are putting forth their best effort and, and really studying. And we're studying together, making plans, and we're going to do this. It was just a beautiful thing. And so, um, you know, that was really very instrumental and, and laid the foundation for my professional life. Um, Dr. Dix, I see you itching to say something. I know you got something in your mind. You want to piggyback off of that? I know yeah. you're excited to talk about that. Just just go ahead and elaborate. Just well, yeah, well, since Dr. Austin threw out Winston Salem State University. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to give a shout out. I went, <laughs> I went to Virginia State University. We had the, the same kind of students, the same kind of professors. Actually, um, when I attended Virginia State University, uh, my probably my most um, rewarding uh, mentor was a professor who mm. later became the graduate dean at Virginia State University. Wow, impressive. Um, he made a great impact in, in my life and my career because I, at a, as a young student, um, I saw this young professor who was no more than probably 28, mm. 29 years of age. Impressive. Standing up teaching and lecturing a class and I said, Wow. Head held high, all of this knowledge. Chest up, yeah, just yeah. speaking. But he he was teaching statistics and I said, Man, <laughs> Man. this guy's deep. I gotta be a, a statistics professor. <laughs> he was just you know, he made a big difference in in my career. By he far. Was that mentor at that particular time. And uh, and not 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 to um <clears throat> push every because we have also Julia in the room. Julia is a senior at East Tennessee State University. And I wanted to chime in and just talk about Julia. What gave you the inspiration or what do you think was the pivotal fact in you being a successful post-secondary education um, student? What helped you get to where you are today? What do you think were some of the most important things that propelled you? Well, as we talked about before, a support system, had it not been for people in my family going to college before me, it's probably not something that I would have been pushed to do as much. Um, I have siblings that are a lot older than me, so when they were going through, it was a lot different than it is now. So when I got there, I didn't feel as prepared as some people may have been. And I just wanted to pers persevere and, you know, finish my four-year degree because my freshman year was really hard. I didn't really know what to expect. So you, you, you there's got, like... You don't know what to expect. There's going to be bumps in the road. And again, people, for the people out there, we're not just talking about education is something that most people have a misconception is just mm -hmm. a four-year degree. And education is just not a four-year degree. Education, Correct. again, is you can travel the world for 365 days and learn something new. And I think that, that in itself is a college degree. I could be wrong, but I see things on a different le lens, on a broader lens. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to just get misconstrued that we're just talking about the four-year degree, and you have to do it this way or else you're not going to be successful. Because success is measured in several different ways and by seven different measuring sticks. And for the casual observer now, just throw you guys a curveball, trade school, post-secondary, certificate programs, it's the same level of discipline, it's the same level of support system that you have to have. It's not just, hey... And I know everybody's thinking four years is going to take you forever, or then you get your your grad degree. No, it's it's a girt, it's a discipline, it's a it's a support system spiritually, it's a support system on every level that can get you to that point. Doctor Hicks, I know you've written a book on spiritualness. With um, talk about that book, the spiritual. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was able to. Um... I edited the book, Spirituality, Research Studies, and Higher Education. 
um, and it includes a many researchers across the United States who contribute to um, different aspects of spirituality among just college students, um, retention college students, um, gay and lesbian college students. Um, had a portion, a chapter in there that talked about spirituality, grievance um, against college students. All of those are just some of the research across the board that was included in the spirituality book. Um, to, to date, I think that is the most um, controversial book I've put together um, because of when you think about spirituality, um, a lot of people try to connect that with religion right. across the board. Um, but spirituality also is in the university sector. Um, and it's talked about, and it's important. It is. Across the board. Um, um, and a lot of universities, not just four-year schools, community colleges. Um, it's important in trade schools. Of course. Colleges. Across the board, spirituality is, is, is very important across the board. Uh, um, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, in addition to the, um, the spirituality book, I was going to talk about um, other unique things that um, affect college students that I have written over the last 20 years as a social scientist, um, academic, personal, and social success among college students, um, self-efficacy, um, STEM research, college retention, um, high school to college transition, uh, so that you brought in the text there. Oh, yeah, this is one of my favorite books. I mean, this book is just not something I look at as a perspective just for a student. It's also a book for the person on the other end who have kids going to school because you're able to give information and you're learning from this book as well because you don't realize the support system that you are. Some parents just drop the kids off at college and say, hey, it's on you now. <laughs> it's on you. Just right. do your best. Right. Don't party too much. Leave them girls alone. But no, it's it's a support system with us too. We have to be able to understand and transition our kids as well because they're looking for answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, no. I mean, it's, the book not it's not just for university settings. There, um, this book is also um, unique for high schools across the United States because it talks about um, how you make that successful transition. Yes, to high school. What it takes. How do you build that mentoring with your professor? Um, how do you talk to a director in the career development area? Use your resources. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't use their resources. Doctor, Dr. Dawson, talk about that. No, a lot of it, it really is about awareness, you know, with, with people. So just being aware uh, of what's being offered. And a lot of times uh, students, and this is regardless of whether they are high school students, college, like we're just so much in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on right in front of us on our mobiles, et cetera. But if, it, if we're really serious or people are serious about wanting to further themselves in whatever setting it may be, it's going to require you to come off come off of that phone just a little bit yes, and just be aware of what resources are available. So in high school, go into the guidance counselor and really understand, you know, these are the options, uh, career choices that I have, and then going to do a little bit of research. And then in doing that research, understand all the different services that are available to a student. So i.e., <laughs> You know, I'm a, I work in university career services, and our whole thing is to help students identify career path, career trajectory, put together a career plan, connect them with employers, et cetera. But I would probably say less than 10% of the student population wow. u- utilizes this service. Mm. You know, and, and why is that? But so I say that to say, you know, you probably you have to look at when you come in, what are are you aware of the services? We're always looking at how are we marketing and how are we trying to connect to the student. But you also have to know your why. 
and and I would say, and to a student, anybody, whether they're going into a trade school, like understand what your why is for wanting to get this education or wanting to learn more. And that's going to hopefully drive that person to want to know and be like, I want to make sure I access everything that is available so that I can be successful. Use your resources. Use your resources. Absolutely. And one of the things I say, ask the experts, because a lot of times, and the experts is your counselors, your professors, your mentor. Use your resources. Ask the experts to get you to where you need to be, because as a student in any platform post-secondary education, the work is not just done in the classroom. Correct. The work is done outside the classroom, on top of the classroom, besides the classroom. While you're away, you're learning. Because to give the to get the best out of where you where you are as far as academically, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It's not just you come to school, the teacher talks to you, give you some assignments, and that's it. You have to get into a groove of getting better yourself, and it's work. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Correct. But it's something to you trying to accomplish a goal to set yourself apart, to give yourself a better living. So it's going to take some work, Doctor Hicks. Yeah, I agree. Um, on, on a weekly basis, <laughs> I have a chance to come in and, and um, see Craig operate in his barber college. Mm-hmm. And for the last two years, I think the first year, um, I gave a speech yes. at, with the students, and I talked about how Craig is more than just the teacher; he's like a mentor. He's like a, a person that you look up to um, when you have a lot of students in his particular school. Um, and I really admire that. Um, and I kind of talk to Craig on a weekly basis and, and, and give him some tips about, okay, um, you know, how is it going in the school? Um, By what far. Are some of the issues going down that you're facing. Um, did you need any key um, strategies that I, I could lend to you to, um, to kind of use? Um, so Craig, he's more than just a teacher. He's a counselor. He's a mentor. Uh, he, he's all those things into one when I'm observing him in, in the classroom setting and at, at his barber school. And, and, and it's important. It's important to be able to, because when you're in the educational field, I know for us sitting at this table, myself, Dr. X, Dr. Austin, you're in the field because you love it and you want to give some someone something to carry them on for the rest of their life. Um, so we're in a position to like, hey, Access, access the, ask the expert, ask some question. Let us give you the information that we have, that we did some research on, that we studied, that we're good at. We're in a position, we want you to succeed. If, if an instructor, a teacher, a professor in a position, he don't want to help a student to progress, he's in the wrong field. And so use your resources. Um, Julia, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, definitely the resources available will help you get on your way because I know had it not been for me going to teachers and talking to advisors and everything else, I would have been completely lost. Like even making the next school schedule for the next semester, it can be really confusing, especially when you don't know what you're doing. So I would definitely advise people to talk to people, reach out, even talk to other students that have been in your shoes before. And an example of how reaching out has just rippled through Crown Cuts Academy through um, the Barber College. Um, Dr. Austin, a client of mine, we sit down and we talk just like Dr. Hicks. And through cutting his hair, he got Julia on at Crown Cuts Academy through an internship. I was like, Jeff, I need an intern. I need some help finding someone. He's like, Craig, let me look into my Rolodex. And in about 20, less than 24 hours, he's like, Craig, I have someone for you. She'll contact you and she'll send you an email. And now Julia's here after how many months? 
started back at the end of December. So So if you wasn't using your resources as a student, you wouldn't be in this position right Right. now to be in a podcast. So those things are like self-evident. Those things are important, how we have to be able to connect the dots to get to where we need to be. And we can't rest on our moral and just be real, go to school and just say, hey, it's on the professor to teach me or it's uninstructed mm-hmm. to give me all they have mm-hmm. and I do nothing else. Because to be successful, it's a combination of so many things that we have to either get in this position. Proper rest, proper nutrition, um, the people we surround ourselves with. Um, what else, Dr. Hicks? Yeah. Um, it's a lot of other things too. Not we talked about school, the four year, the barber schools, and the uh, community colleges. But once you finish the traditional training, yes, then the hard part comes. You have to go out and implement what you learn in yep. the workforce. Um, you have to some continue to go on with education, but yes. eventually you're going to have to go out and and and. And, and do what you learn over the last two to three years. Receive, retain, and then apply. You have to be able to receive it. <laughs> After you receive it, you retain it, and then you apply it. And, I mean, academia for me is something wonderful because I love information. I love information about the basic thing. I love information about why sharks attack people. I love information about why elephants communicate with, with, their, with their young ones and why they travel across the Sahara and come back to the same spot. 10 years in a row. So information is never useless to me. And being at an academia, being able, why, with me loving information so much, I always can't wait to just kind of give the information. So as professors, instructors, in our position, I, I echo those same sentiments for you guys. I know mean, you just can't wait to give the information out yeah. for a student to just soak it and be like, apply it, because that's what makes you happy. Jeff? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And what I find myself having to do, Craig, is I... I have to limit what I, I share because sometimes it can be, I can be too um, <laughs> passionate. I can overshare with them and I can see them like a deer in the headlights, you right. know, like, oh, wow. he's So I try to make sure I, I give them one good nugget, like while they're in there. And then if they want more, then, of course, I'm going to share more. Um, but I just want to make sure that they do leave there with, with something because they have a lot. The students um, have a lot going on. They're juggling a lot of things. So I don't want to overcrowd them. But, you know, I, I do make sure to, to give them at least one. Well, Jeff, you did kind of, you know saying, allude yourself to being to Fife Dog of Tribe Called Quest. You know <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, when he was on the mic, he was giving plenty of information. Oh, he yeah, wasn't he holding was. back. So, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, Fife, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and Terrence said he's on um, Q-tip. That's so, right. That's right. So when you rap and you give information, you're trying to give your best. You're trying to grab that mic and just let it flow. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And, and just... Making sure that, you know, it, it resonates with them in, in some way, shape, form, you know, before they leave uh, from talking with me. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's really important. Dr. Hicks? Yeah, I can try to Q-tip. give tip Well, I can give an example. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I taught at uh, my first teaching assignment was at the University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. Hmm. And um, I taught psychology, um, developmental psychology. And um, at a huge class, maybe 60 students in the class at wow. one time. And, and the reason I know I made an impact with the students is because the 50-minute class went beyond the 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So what did you mean by that? That means that I taught the class and then students Investment. stayed around. I taught the class from yeah. 11 to 11.50, and they walked me to the cafeteria. Wow. Even yeah. suggest, can I buy you lunch, Dr. Hick? That's impressive. No, you can't do that. And But it made a difference because those students eventually graduated. They wanted a reference. They wanted right. to write a letter for graduate school. 
So mm-hmm. the impact beyond academics go a long way. So mm-hmm. you got the social pieces that connect there. You got the personal pieces there that's connected there. And, and it's like a lifetime process. Right. You, so, learn, you teach the students in the semester and then they could stay connected. And what I get out of that is from a student point of view, to be successful in whatever academic platform you are, you have to be invested. You have to be invested and you have to go above and beyond. You have to take it in. You have to be able to receive it to retain it. Because if you don't receive it, you don't retain it, you can't apply it. Those three simple simple words, that equation. Mm -hmm. Receive plus retain equals apply. So you have to have, to be successful again, you have to put, you have to grind, you have to put the feet to the pavement. You have to show the professors, show the person who's relaying the message to you, I want it, give it to me. Give me as much as you can because I'm ready to take it because I'm ready to be in that position where you are. Yeah. Like the professor you, you spoke about earlier when he was 28 years old, he was that ripple effect to you, and now you're a ripple effect to the students. Those things are important. So understand that the person relaying the message to you, or the delivery, the deliverer, that's a ripple to you. And how are you going to take that ripple? Because if you don't, that ripple doesn't hit you right, you can't pass it on. No, absolutely. Um, You know, it's all about, again, I'll I'll say it, you you really have to understand your why because that why is going to what's going to keep you connected and keep you motivated and coming back. And I think through that, you'll be able to, what was the first R you mentioned? Receive. Receive. That why is going to be able to help you to be able to receive it. And then it'll connect into the retention and then the applicability of it. But, you know, you can't go and say, I'm I'm doing this because my mom said so or because my dad said so. No, like I, 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 I've kind of surfaced, you know, kind of viewed the landscape of what's going on out here. And I know for me to move, to get to the next level, to do this, I need to, to do this. I need to get a skill. I need to go yes. to, um, you know, to school, to barber cop, barber school, like, and understanding. And so like Terrence mentioned coming into your shop, like I, I hope people understand and really how important that is because if they don't do anything but observe, like the the conversations that you and I have are conversations typical that anyone's going to have within the barbershop. But in that conversation is really all about listening and carrying on the conversation, learning from that. So it's a lifelong learning process. Yes. So, yes, you you have the skill to to cut someone's hair. But then that continual learning is through those conversations. Uh, it's through, you know, listening and watching people come in and out and seeing the different types being exposed Um and so that happens in any in, in any field, but you have to know that reason why and and what's going to propel you forward. So, so Julia, what, what is what is your why? I guess my why would be that I just want to go on, be successful, and do something I love. But back to what um, we were just talking about about you know kind of taking in what's around you, like. I started not knowing anything about barbering. Like I was even scared to put the first post up because I didn't even know what to call it. But in the last few months, I've learned so much. And even sitting in on the podcast, getting educated on new subjects, it can be really rewarding. So, so, and that's what, what your why is. This, this is that reward because reward not necessarily comes in monetary donations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reward comes in so many different ways. Um, relationships, um, leverage, so many different things in life that you can get besides monetary um uh monetary things yeah and once you change your mindset to think about that the relationship that you'll be building through secondary education um on any level you understand those things are worthwhile those those experiences are priceless yeah 
So to be successful students, you have to take advantage of those situations because no matter where you go academia, you will meet someone who will help you change your life. You will meet someone who you can piggyback off of and call them years later and be like, man, you remember that time we were sitting down in this in that classroom and Dr. Hicks came in and, and he was talking about this, just like you, you, you remember that guy years ago and, and he left that impact. That, that's, that's impressive. And those things that I think we, we take for granted, building relationships while we're learning. Yeah. Because while you learn, that relationship that you're building is going to help you ease the tension of learning as well. Yeah, no, I, I would just say, um, you know, definitely learning from your peers. I mean, peer-to-peer learning is, is is absolutely amazing for so many different reasons. I can look back to my undergraduate experience, and I look at all my friends and what they're doing. And so whether they are in law, whether they are um, doctors, whether they are pharmacists, like normally if I have a question around those subjects, I'm right. like, hey, <laughs> I need to ask you something about this or you know, can you direct me or whatever? But I know based on their expertise, they know it, but we've had that relationship. Yes. The same from my master's degree, same from my doctoral degree, like being able to connect with those professors. Like when I, I got an opportunity to teach my first, once I graduated my doctorate to teach my first uh, class hmm. online and I'm reaching back out to them <laughs> like, okay, I know you all did this, like, but what do I do and what, how should yes. I, you know, proceed? So there's, the there's so much, absolutely, they're the experts and there's so much to be, to be said um, from peer to peer, but I learned from my colleagues, mm-hmm. other people who are in my role at other colleges and universities. Yes. I learned from you, you know, Craig, <laughs> thank, thank I learned you, from you, Dr. Hicks. So yeah, it, it's, so yeah. you, and you talked about this earlier, it, it is about the company that we keep. And I try not to have anyone within my circle that I can't learn from on some level or valuable, some, valuable, absolutely really valuable. Dr. Hicks. Yeah. I think to conclude um, what um, Dr. Austin is saying is that um, giving back. Yes. Yes. Ultimate thing. I mean, you make this money, you say it's not monetary, but giving back, learn, earn, and then return. It's very, very mm-hmm. important. Julia, what do you think, Julia? What are, what, are, what are your views on pair-to-pair learning? What are your views? Well, how, how have you how, Give an example of how you have learned. And the reason why I'm asking you, too, in this situation, because you're a college senior, and you have a different perspective to add to it because mm-hmm. you're closer to the next person coming into a secondary education, whether it be, again, trade mm-hmm. schools, um, carpentry, plumbing, mm-hmm. college, whatever it is. How, how? Well, just in my close circle of friends, we've all had different majors and different experience and being able to see what they're doing and what their job opportunities have become and what they're deciding to do after school and everything that has really opened up my mind to stuff and made me want to pursue a higher education after, um, you know, coming in this fall, pursuing my master's degree and whatnot. So just seeing, you know, the success they've had and what they were able to learn has made me want to do it. Even the grade above me and below me is just encourage more growth and opportunity for education. So, yeah. So look, look at the people around you. Look at the people around you. If they, if they're a stumbling block in your way of learning, mm-hmm. that might, that might not be the perfect crowd to keep. Cause if your goal is to be the best you can be the best, barber, the best beautician, the best lawyer, the best doctor, the best whatever it may be, to be successful, you have to start someone, you have to look around your circle. Yeah. The circle, whether it be, um, we talked about um, the community, mm-hmm. your peers, 
your mentors. You have to have a group of great people in your life if to be to reach that pinnacle. Because it takes it, it it takes some work as itself, but you also need someone to be like, hey man, you might be learning that the wrong way. Hey, look yeah. at it this way. And some people at times don't always want to give you the proper advice because their situation is so dire at times, they feel their insecurities come up by keeping you from advancing. Yeah, no, I, I look at it as if um if I'm the if I'm the smartest person in my circle, then there's a problem. Right. You know, I I'm not doing what I need to do to do. So, um, yeah, I just constantly just reflect and making sure, you know, I'm challenging myself uh, to keep people around um, that I can continue to learn from. Because in life, again, we talk about it. Life is about plus. It's simple. Plus and minuses. Mm -hmm. If you want pluses, there's a blueprint to it. If you want minuses, there's a blueprint to it also. It's that simple. Cut and dry. That's what I think. I tell my students every day. There's, it's plus and it's minuses. And if you want pluses, I can tell you, I can give you some advice. I can recommend some things. And if you want minuses, <laughs> hey, it's real continue easy. To, continue to live life. We're going to all have minuses, you know, just what, what we learn, how we learn from it so that right. we don't repeat, you know, repeat those patterns. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry. What, Julia. Julia mentioned, you know, going into college and, you know, really not knowing too much. You know, I look back at my first semester. <laughs> My first, oh my goodness, you know, again, I grew up <laughs> rural North Carolina, so, right. you know, somewhat strict parents, you know, but they, I, you know, I couldn't really do too much. So when I got to Winston-Salem, which was a bigger city than where I grew up, man, oh my goodness, <laughs> I, I won't, let's just say I got a nice little letter at home to my parents talking about, yeah, if he doesn't get it together, um, he will not be returning. And that was hard for them to fathom because <laughs> here it is. I've been this smart person, but yeah. I got there and was just like, whoa. You got overwhelmed. That's part but, of it. But, you know, that I, I learned from that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I learned from that so quickly because some of my friends were like, man, what are you doing? Like, whatever. And then I was like, okay. So I, I, start, I got back on track and, you know, I was, it was never like that again. But all, all it took was that one semester mm -hmm. and I learned real, real quick. How easily yes. things can go, <laughs> can I mean, spiral out of control. You, you don't want to disappoint either. You don't want to yeah. understand yeah. that, hey, you have someone to hold you accountable. You don't want to disappoint your parents. Because I remember the same thing as well, Jeff. My first semester, I thought I was doing great. Then I got on probation. My freshman year, I was like, man, what am I doing? I got to switch it up. I got to change things quick. Yeah. I'm on scholarship. Hey, there's mm -hmm. things to do to get where I need to be, and there's things to do to Stay on probation, and I'm not going to stay on probation. I'm not, I, so I have to switch some things up and got, get back on track. Dr. Hicks? Yeah, I kind of um, struggled a little bit undergraduate-wise. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't have a, a nice GPA. But since that point, um, and I kind of was adding up in my head, um, I said I need to do better. Yes. Um, and from that point, it kind of clicked. And if I can calculate correctly, um, outside of... 12th grade, um, I've been in college for 16 years. Wow. <laughs> uh, bachelor's degree, master's degree, and two doctorate degrees. So K through 12 is 13 years. At 16, almost 30 years of school. Man, <laughs> Man you're not even that old. <laughs> so, I mean, but it clicked. Yeah. The undergraduate, and it clicked after that mentor. And I said, man, I'm, I'm in for the long Oh, 
if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. And that, and that's part of it. And what we're saying ourselves is, yeah, there's gonna be some stumbling blocks. You're gonna struggle, but stay the course. Yeah. Because if you stay the course, there's something at the end of that tunnel that's gonna be bright, shiny, and waiting with you, waiting for you with a big hug and congratulating you. Yeah. It's that's part of it. You have to stay the course. But to get to that point, you have to surround yourself on that course with some with some positive thinking, some some structure, some just people that's going to keep you there to remind you, hold you hold your feet to the fire, as they would say, mm-hmm. because the road is rocky. Mm. <laughs> the, Absolutely. The road is rocky. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they're they're always um you know, those valley, those peaks and valley moments that, that we have. And it's just important to 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 ground ourselves mm-hmm. um, and, and just kind of know that, you know, right now, the best thing. Understand when those moments happen, especially those valley moments, understand what is the ne- next best thing that I can do? Because sometimes we'll say like, oh, I, I can't, you know, I can't see that far or I don't want to do. No, sometimes it's about stop. What is for, for this moment? What's the next best thing that I can do? Well, I can call. Let me call and talk. Call and talk to Craig about something. Right. Let me call and talk to Doctor Hicks. This is what I'm going through. Yes. And then through there, they can help you understand what the next best thing. So we don't always have to shoulder it, and that's what having, you know, a good community, having good people around, because that's important. Sometimes we just have to understand and stop and say, I, "I'm confused. I don't know right now. I and, need help. Correct. Help me out and know where to get the help from. Because if you don't do that. You're going to put that all on yourself, and that's not conducive to being a successful student on this post-secondary level. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. And plus, you want to throw in, um, I can remember, um, I'm a first-generation college student. Yep, yep, yep. My parents didn't go to college mm-hmm. because of the school lockout. Um, so that's another um, variable that's thrown in there, mm-hmm. um, that you don't have this background, you don't have relatives mother or father who can tell you much about how to succeed mm-hmm. in college. Yeah, that, that is that is that is hard yes. when you were the first generation, the first of anything to try something on an academia level. Yeah. That 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 is hard. But best believe that as well, like you said, there are mentors, there's people around you to get you to that point where you need to be. And it's not difficult to see how do you identify that? You identify that by seeing how people live their life, what they're going through. And hey, this guy right here, he seems real sharp. He's dressed real well. He is um he's he's teaching in front of the classroom. I'm going through something. Maybe he might be able to give me some advice. Mm-hmm. He carries himself real well. He has good conversation. Mm, that, that, maybe he might be able to give me some advice. You have to look at certain cues and people to see who your allies are early. And once you identify your allies early, I think you can move forward quicker. Absolutely. But but also um not be afraid to ask questions. Right. Um, sometimes we have to come outside of ourselves. Um, not everyone. <clears throat> we always think we can do it alone or whatever. No, not not all the time. We're we're meant to be in spaces where we can ask others questions, and that's how we learn and and do more. Um, I remember in undergrad, I was getting ready to go to graduate school. I was applying to some um, to jobs, and I got to thinking, and there was my administrator, and I was like. Doc, her name was Doc O'Neill. I was like, Doc, what is this that you do? <laughs> you know, and she I, she was like, what do you mean? I said, this is your job. Like, you work at a college campus. You know, you advise us. You get to hang out with us. Like, I know you work, but you also hang out with us. Like, what is this as a career? Mm. And she told me, she was like, oh, you know, it's college student personnel. You know, these are some different play." And so 
I never knew. I never known that. I didn't know that you could go and get a degree or whatever in this. And then when I started looking, Do your research. you know, because I want uh, this. This will tell you how this will age me a little bit. But the internet did not exist at this moment, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go to the library and get out the Peterson's Guide and all hey, those different things to look at programs. But research is research. But research is research. And so it it was that conversation with her that led me down this path to where I am right. today. And it was all because I asked. Because if I didn't ask, I would have just kind of been, Stuck. I don't know, would have been stumbling and I could have done something Which, otherwise. Yeah, you know? what you did, you realize who your allies are. Absolutely. Understand who yeah. your allies are. Once you understand that, life goes a little bit easier because you understand those people have your best interests. They're going to put you in the right position. And don't be afraid for someone to check you and put you in the right position and put, hold your feet to the fire as well. Because when you go to your allies and you ask the experts, uh, sometimes they will tell you what you're doing wrong. So you have mm-hmm. to be have some thick skin and be able to take some constructive criticism to grow. And that's one of the things people don't realize. Constructive criticism is a tool used to teach you how to get better, how to grow. So when you're around the experts, your mentors, um, persons of interest who are going to put you in the right position, they're going to say some things to you that you might not agree with. But understand where it's coming from, that it's coming from a place of goodwill, a place of love, a place of wanting you to get better. Because growth sometimes is not always comfortable. It is not. It's not. So you have to be patient and understand, hey, if Dr. Hicks say something to me, if Dr. Austin come to me like, yo, man, put your pants up, step your game up, yo, walk this way, walk that way. It's not something about, oh, Dr. Hicks, why are you hating on me? Dr. Awesome, why you, uh, you don't want to see mm-hmm. my progress? No, you're talking about people who have been in a position of success, people who've been in a position to put you, to give you the right direction. Why would they want to give you the wrong direction? Understand who your allies are early. Once you understand that, life is a little bit easier. Constructive criticism is a tool to grow every day, all day, 24, 24-7. Yeah. 365 days a year. No, and you know, we kind of talked, hit, hit on it early, mentor, mentor, mentorship. You know, I have a mentor. We talk at least once a month. And, um, you know, I'm always just kind of running by, running by him. You know, either what I'm working on decisions or whatever, getting feedback on, on things. And I'm, I'm constant. This is another way of how I'm continuously learning. It doesn't just stop, yes. you know, once you reach a certain level. Like, it's like, no, I, I want to continue to do better. But if I'm going to do better, I need guidance and help and hear someone who's modeling this. Yes. Let me, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. And it, and it, it works both ways. Yes. You know, yes, he's being a mentor, but I'm also sharing things with him just to make sure that it's, I'm cultivating, you know, that relationship, but yeah. I in a sharp than I, I, I Absolutely. Dr. Hicks. What, what do you think about that? I'm gonna agree with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> that sound that sound like Q-tip. Q-tip. He just want to pass the mic back to back to back to Fife. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I agree with both what what you all just yeah. mentioned and said. Um, but um, you make great valid points. Um, well, but, I mean, just with you know, Doctor Hicks, you know, being being in a doctorate and everything, you know, Terrence is a, um, you know, he's kind of shared a lot about, you know, his books and everything. But uh, Terrence is a serious writer and everything, and so. <laughs> You know, I, you know, exposed myself to share my dissertation with him to say, hey, doc, you know, can you take a look at this? Right. I know you you're published and you're constantly, you know, getting pubs and stuff. You know, can you take a look at this and see, 
you know, what can I, what can I pull out from it or whatever? And, you know, that because the dissertation is so much you pour into and it becomes your baby, you're like, I don't know if I want to share with somebody else, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's something I'm like, no, I know he has my best interest, yes. you know, at heart. And he's really good. First of all, I know he's really good at what he does because, you know, to get published in these referee journals and publications, you can't, you know, be you can't be half-stepping. Yeah, you can't be a squeeze-off. But I also know, you know, that where the information is coming from is good. So, um, so yeah, that's just an example of, you know, where he where he has applied that and given and given good critical uh, feedback. Yes, great. Um, I know we're talking and this, this, this is fun and we can go, but we've been there actually for about a, a good 45, 50 minutes. I know you have to go back to work, Jeff. And Dr. Hicks, I know you got a golf day coming up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Julia, I know you're hard working as well. Um, but um, before we break it down and before we go, I just want to get give you guys, tell you guys thank you for coming out on this platform. I had a good time. I always have a great time. I always learn so much. And I know Lathan learned as much as well, plenty. Um, but before we leave, I'll let, we'll go around the room and, and just give like uh, Miss Julia as well. Um, before we leave, I'm going to let you guys just say like your last words and break it down in simple terms. What makes a successful college student? It could be a couple words. Um, it could be a phrase. It could be a quote. What makes a perfect, successful, secondary, postgraduate past high school student what makes what, what what do you think we'll go around the room start on my right dr hicks okay so i'm just gonna um chime in and, and then this is based on research that i've conducted over the years um, and what i found out so um, um i did a study a, a metal synthesis which is a unique research qualitative study that looked at both qualitative and quantitative um in nature themes um, so what I did over a 45-year um, time frame from 1970 to 2015, I reviewed over 50 cited sources, um, over 100 scholars in peer-reviewed articles, reports, books, book chapters, and conference papers. And I found four themes that were related. But out of the four themes, to me, what makes a successful college student is proud academic performance. Meaning, mm. what you do in high school make all the difference. Of what you do in in, in um in college. Say for an example, I talked about um, how I became a, a statistics professor was because I have an interest in high school where I took trigonometry, calculus, and all those hard courses in high school. So to me, when you're looking at college across the board, prior academic performance before high school makes a lot of that particular difference, even if you're first-generation college students. Out of all the studies that I conducted in this particular matter of synthesis, um, prior academic performance make all the difference. Mm. That's, that's heavy. That's, that's deep. Um, Julia? Well, just whatever avenue you pursue as far as secondary education, I would say stay focused, stay motivated, use your time wisely, and ask questions. That's the best thing you can do for yourself to be successful. Great, great. Thank you, thank you. Mr. Mister, Dr. Fife, let's get it. <laughs> You're on the mic. You know, I, I think for me, and I've, I've said it before, and I'm going to reiterate it, to really to know know your why. Always be, always keep that in the forefront of, of why it is you're doing this. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, you're not doing it, hopefully you're not doing it like because someone told you to or whatever, but whatever the reason is that you're doing it, keep that forefront because there are going to be times you're going to be tested and that's what you need to ground and come back to. 
um, in order to 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 move forward. So understanding that why and then being able to navigate, you know, from there. And, and in addition, I would also say just understanding the resources that are, that are available because there are plenty Ooh, and so much. There are so many and people don't know. And I think there information probably likely is kept from people, but I think also people refrain from looking for it. Right. And with the Internet, there, we have no excuses. By far. And again, I want to thank you guys for coming out and sharing this time with me. Um, it's always fun. You always learn so much. And again, Barber College success, spreading love to Johnson City Way, um, giving back. And this is not just for Barber College. This is for any type of secondary post education after high school that you would like to um, parlay in or uh, step in or, or whatever platform you want to get, get ahead. Because again, life is about plus and minuses and I leave on this quote, um, excuses are the tools of incompetence, which build monuments into nothingness. And a person who practices them will be seldom be good at nothing. Again, Barbara College success, <laughs> Crown Cuts Academy with some heavy hitters, Five Dog and Q-Tip, a.k.a. Dr. Austin right. and Dr. Hicks and Miss Julia. Thank you. Peace.